Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, we are back. Mike really wanted to do a countdown. We can do a countdown. Three, two, two one. Take Welcome. Off. To probably a podcast mike my brethren hello i love you i love you too. so much ah holy shit start sorry. over oh god oh my god out actually like that hurts so fucking bad sorry we, I, is podcast they're not live right I, no but like i i know we gotta start that over i i broke my middle finger there's nothing you can do for a broken finger and you just smash this metal ring into god, my finger I, holy you know shit i don't know that I can't, ah, there's nothing sorry. you can do for a broken finger. Holy shit. Okay, sorry, you Courtney. Need some ice? No, but like my face is getting flushed. Welcome to probably a podcast. Mike, my brother, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Yes. This is a monumental moment because I feel like I've had everyone that's like feels like real, real, real like friendships that our family have had them on. And you were you were the missing piece. So cheers. I'm very excited to be here. It's a little odd having this in your living room. Normally I'm chilling, but I like this. this <laughs> yeah, normally you're in my living room. <laughs> Actually normally I'm moving the furniture that we're sitting on. Normally I don't know if you've actually ever relaxed in my home. I feel like we're always putting you to work. Yep. If that's, that's kind usually, of yep. So we need to we would be amiss. Remiss, amiss? Both of them kind of work, right? I don't know. You guys are screaming in your car. Um, I would be remiss to say that we are not sitting here with a CMA nominee. He was just at the show last night. Technically, I'm a CMA loser. No. I'm not a nominee anymore. You are a nominee. Your shit still said nominee. All, all your badges true, said. True. And you knew that you technically didn't win yet already. Yeah, true. And you are a nominee. You will always be a nominee. That's fucking cool. Was that your first one? That was my very first CMA nomination, and that was... Explain what the CMAs are for those listening who are not country mouses so like there, myself. There's like... Five years ago, there was like 10 country award shows. I think they've scaled them back. So there's the ACMs, which are in Vegas. Right. In April. Okay. There's the CMT awards, which are usually in June in Nashville. Those are a bit smaller, right? They're smaller, but it's more laid back. You can kind of... You know, it's not a very fancy affair. It's, this is like the Met Gala for country mouses. But the CMAs is like is the super Peak. bowl it is said, and it's a black tie you know you're supposed to wear a black tie event kind of formal wear and uh very fancy and it's the most you know i think it's probably the most prestigious um, it is award show in country music so yes crazy i mean i still can't believe it it was the most insane experience of my life 
I was talking to Taylor this morning. So they literally, this was last night. Uh, Mike was like, I'm going to have to drink a little bit on the podcast to get myself back up. Because y'all, yeah. Taylor should have drunk at home at three in the morning last night. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. But I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to re-drink to feel better. Um, so she told me that there was this moment and she showed me the picture too, where she was like, Shannon, you don't understand. She's like, first of all, so Mike was up for director of the year. This should also be mentioned in case you guys, I feel like everyone knows who you are and you're like my second husband. I don't have a first one. Okay. But, um, second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, damn. No, I, I feel like everyone knows who you are, but if, if you're listening to this and you actually, for whatever fucking reason, don't know who Mike is, he is my best friend, Taylor's husband, but outside of his personal life, he is just in incredible incredible videographer and director and obviously nominated for a cma so everyone else agrees but taylor was saying last night she was like first of all we were sat so close up to the stage like and i was like well you were a nominee up for an award and yeah, she was like yeah crazy. but like i thought i was gonna be the, i thought i was gonna have like i swear i thought i was preparing myself to be in the back back i was like it's oh okay it's okay if i am no and i I was at table 23, too, by the way. I'm a huge Shut Jordan up. fan. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. I feel like you would have told me that immediately. Well, That's at that point, cool. I was a little... Little, little three little sheets, little 23 whisk. sheets to the wind. 23 sheets to the wind, yeah. <laughs> um, But she was, like, listing off the celebrities. She was like, Shannon, we were sitting in front of, and she would, like, list celebrities. I'm like, what? And she's oh. like, yeah. It was crazy. But she said there was this moment where she looked back at you, and the whole stadium is obviously, like, absolutely filled to the brim with, with fans, with, you know, viewers, with celebrities, and videographers, and the TV crews. And she goes, and Mike was sitting there with this red solo cup, and she was like, this beautiful Chris Stapleton song was playing. And I just looked at him and was like, wow this is mm. an incredible moment i'm so proud of him and it made me happy because you know tt she's not that yeah. emotional no, yeah me and you were emotional she's just not that I know. <laughs> yeah i try to make i'm like hey hey she's like no but <laughs> i don't know how to explain it i've i've been working in country music since my junior year of college i'm 37 now so i've been going to award shows three to four to five six a year right running around sneaking around i always am getting yelled at by the publicist and sneaking around trying to film and pushing the boundaries and then last night to to be at the cmas to i just i mean i've never really sucked moments in like that because that i mean i've been in nashville directing videos for 10 years and i've yeah. never had a cma nomination so i i mean when alan jackson i mean chris stapleton yes that was heavenly but when alan jackson was up there and he shook his leg <laughs> i had chills go my whole body because i would listen to alan jackson songs and his whole album on repeat for weeks and weeks and weeks and then get to the next one and you know chase that that neon rainbow song like i don't i never wanted i don't i'm not going to be a singer that's not my dream but the neon rainbow for me is directing yeah country videos right and i was on i mean i almost i was teared up the whole time and Aww. what i was saying about being at all these award shows you know you kind of get used to it it kind of is like a chore sometimes it got to be a chore for me going to the award shows because right. for me it was a stressful filming experience and i didn't you take it for granted totally and i didn't I never realized how lucky I was to get to go to these award shows when I was working. So, you know, to be there last night and see it in a different light and to truly genuinely be a, a, very appreciative and also enjoying the whole show and wanting to be in my seat, not wanting to go run around like I normally do. Yeah. I didn't, you know, normally wanted I'm in the dressing room. In. I wanted to soak it in and having Alan Jackson there. Oh my Iconic. God. Iconic. 
Okay. So iconic. So obviously we have a lot of questions. We're going to get to, I know everyone's going to want this interview for different reasons. There's when I asked on Instagram, like, what do you guys want to talk about? There was, it was split 50, 50, 50%, like Taylor questions, family questions, like father questions. And then like 50%, a lot of people since, so since we're already on the subject, I think we should go with the other 50% okay. first, which Let's is tell me because I feel like I usually got 50% on my test. So I like this. Oh, great. Mike. No, you did. You weren't good in school. I wasn't good in school either. No, I used to do like, I used to do true and false. I would just do all true. And then I would literally get like a 50% on my test. No fucking shit. I Why don't you just God. try to guess? Because it's all, I, was, I can't, I'm not a good tester and I forget. <laughs> like I would like three, you know, they're asking like, who's the fourth cameraman in America? Like, I don't know. Damn. And they give you these names. You're like, I don't know. Well, I'm going to ask you, I want you to start because I feel like sometimes TT and I can um, accidentally steal the limelight away from you and people might just think that you're literally just her husband slash my husband. No, that's husband. fine. So, oh, I like, I like, I like it. Y'all being in the lights y'all are in and well, me I to want to know who or why, like how you started your career as a director, what you did first. You lived in LA. Like you didn't just move to Nashville. You, I want to hear your, a very, uh, you know, we have, Quick. we do have a time okay. frame. So let's do yep. a synopsis of your life because Mike is like me, which to Taylor's, you know, great dismay. We're both of us are just a bit long winded. We tend to tell. Well, us. I think we're alike too. Cause we're dreamers and we just go, we're not like, we, I don't know. I didn't get the greatest grades. I wasn't the greatest student. I don't know if you Same. were or not, Was but not. we are driven. We have drive and, Cheers to that. Cheers to that, baby. Cheers to drive. So I really quick. So I had a lot of friends. I had a friend call me like an hour ago and all my friends from back home are so proud of me because I was the kid who would set up a tripod, lip sync to a Tim McGraw song, go find people to let me shoot B-roll of them. <laughs> and then I'd edit it. And then I'd walk around my high school with a portable DVD player to play it, to show everybody. Wait, so you would film Tim McGraw music videos, but you were Tim McGraw. Yes. I could get you that <laughs> clip. I mean, I've, I'm knowing it's the, it'll Producer make you, Courtney is cracking up right it now. It will make you feel so funny. That's why I've never <laughs> shared it. I mean, I'm telling you cringeworthy, funny, awkward, like you, I can't watch it. When I was 13, and my dreams were to be an actor too. And I okay. still plan on doing that. Well, you were, you were a model yeah, in LA. I did, I did modeling and I did some little acting work, but I didn't want to be a starving actor. So I decided my route to, to get to that point is I'm going to be a director. I'm going to shoot weddings in college, make a lot of money doing that. Not yeah. a lot of money, but I didn't want to be a poor starving actor. Yeah. I wanted to do my way. So, yeah. so when I moved to California to be an actor at 13, I was very homesick. So you moved, you grew up in Ohio Yep. and you moved to la when you were 13 yep what did your parents say they were supportive i went to like a talent um convention in new york city and i won like best child actor of the year that cool. year it was imta it's probably a scam but <laughs> where they're like all you have to do is pay us 300 yeah you go to like the holiday inn on a saturday <laughs> yeah yeah, and, yeah yeah but you know like that was my dream and like i used to one time we were at the zoo and like there was a news crew and I just walked back and forth. I wanted to be on the camera. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, so anyways, so. I got to LA. I was super homesick and I, we didn't have cable. We were trying to save money by having an apartment in LA and our home in Ohio. So I went to the gym just to watch country music videos. I don't know why, but it, I fell in love with it. It made me feel at home and at peace. And I never listened to country prior to that. Okay. Then I decided, so then I just fell in love with it. I was obsessed. Tim McGraw was my hero. And Guys, I, he does have the, can I say my tattoo? He's got the exact same tattoo as Tim McGraw. Yes. Exact. I have the same tattoo as Tim McGraw. And we could talk about him knowing that, but I'm a big <laughs> believer in speaking things into existence and tattooing them on your body. Fuck. And yeah. I'm a big believer in envisioning your life. And he was the first tour I was ever on. Really? Yes. Did you show him your tattoo? I had to hide from him at the gym. We would go to the, <laughs> the last day I showed him, he was like, Oh cool. He's probably like, what a damn weirdo. <laughs> 
Like seriously, you like guys, I, it's the exact I would same get, tattoo. I would get like nauseous. I'd be at the gym, and then he would show up at like a Gold's gym, and I would be like, "Oh God!" <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That's so funny. I love that. I'm not embarrassed by that. I think it's iconic. But okay, keep so going. anyways, so. I wanted to be an actor, and then I ended up falling in love with country music. And then in high school, I was like, I can make these videos, and I was always obsessed with putting things in a sequence because back then we had no computers to edit. Yeah. So anyways, I go to back. To, I moved to Ohio after trying acting didn't work out moved back from my senior year of high school i interned at the local morning radio station which was a huge opportunity for me yeah um from there i moved back to la and i was i had to go to la because i had to go to film school i had to learn film in la mm -hmm. but i always wanted to get to nashville and in throughout going to school in la i shot weddings and i crafted myself that way okay learning how to tell a story how learning how to shoot but I was, I struggled in LA. It was very difficult for me because I was financially supporting myself to get through college and to pay my bills and try to go to college, which yeah. I'm awful at it. Right. Same. But I dropped out. <laughs> I was getting ready to move to Nashville. And one day I was driving and I got lost and I'm sitting at a red light and I look to my left and I see this really beautiful building and it said Academy of Country Music. In LA? In LA. And I was like, holy crap. So I went on the, I didn't know the ACMs were based out of LA. Oh yeah. Cause duh, they are. Yeah, they yeah. were established out there to give the West coast support in country music. Okay. So anyways, I emailed them and I'm like, I will clean all your cars. I will do whatever it takes. They had no video department. Fast forward. I ended up being there for five years. They paid my last year of college for me. Oh, what were you doing there? What they, I was the in-house video guy. I just started off logging tapes and then I was noticing they were paying people to edit. So I said, I could do that. Yeah. Took it home, would edit, and I'd impress them. Uh-huh. And then Toby Keith needed somebody to go to, uh, to Afghanistan with him. So they... Oh, my gosh. I remember when he did that tour. Yeah. So I went to that Afghanistan so with Toby cool. Keith. I, re I literally so Toby remember Keith that. Toby bought me my first camera that oh. I was able to then make money with to then grow. But anyways, I'm we'll a stick a, a boot in your yeah. ass. It's the American. Oh my gosh! There is nothing. Wow. I will never top. Even last me. night is hard to compare what it's like to be on stage with Toby Keith singing "American Soldier" in front of ten thousand troops. That is a very hard moment to beat. I, I, I mean, have chills right now. Like I, yeah. I'm just like I literally support our servicemen so much to my core. Like yeah, me too. And I was there to see how crappy the conditions were for them and how much they sacrificed and. I'm there with Toby Keith, the champion of supporting our troops. Yeah. And you got to remember, I'm a kid who dreamed of this kind of stuff. And I got so blessed to have these opportunities. I get to go my senior year. I go to Afghanistan with Toby Keith. That basically all my teachers were like, well, we'll just give you C's. Don't show up. Yeah, I bet so. No, literally. <laughs> my, my classmates were going to like film the Glee Club with these little handy cam cameras you get from Walmart. Right. Toby Keith basically paid me whatever he paid me. I bought my camera with. Right. Went there. And my teachers were like, yeah, you, you know, go do we'll your give thing. you a C. <laughs> go do your thing. <laughs> I worked at the ACMs for 39 hours a week. When I graduated, I worked for 40, got health insurance, and the rest is history. I, the opportunity I, I got from them was learning and meeting all these artists. Right. Which then... So is that how that you got started with a lot everyone and I, I felt bad because everyone was asking these questions. How did he meet Luke Bryan? So you worked or still work for Luke Bryan, but that was... When I met you, he was and is Luke Bryan's like right hand yeah. man as far as like creatively and videography goes. And so I, I remember I read that question and I was like, I don't think I know the origin story of how you actually was it, was it just like set up through, through like the industry or so he came to the ACMs as a new artist visit when he had the song Do I and I, I how was, does that song go? 
do I turn you on at oh, all? Oh, yeah. When I kiss you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was cringy. Me, not you. <laughs> me, me too. Um, he came to the office, but I had been editing him, editing clips of him. So I'm listening to him talk. Right. Hey, y'all, it's Luke Bryan. You yeah. Know? And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like in my head, I'm impersonating him and people in the office were hearing it and cracking up. So when he came to the ACM office, they were like, oh, you got to do your impression of him. You got to do your impression of him. So I did the impression of him. And y'all are in L.A. That wouldn't be funny here because everyone kind of talks like that. Oh, everyone's yeah. country. But in L.A., everyone's like, you're yeah, so good at that totally. impression. And he was like, what? Basically, he laughed it off and was like, oh, funny. Yeah, you're but right. But he was probably like, what the fuck? And then I found out late, like 10 years later, he got in the car and he was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was the weirdest thing ever. So wait, so how did... So you- I met them. And at the time, no one had tour videographers. Lady, Adam, Lady A had a tour videographer. No one had them. So this is, you guys, when, like, obviously everyone had music videos and we've all seen iconic music videos since the 80s, 90s, whatever. But he means, like, when you go on tour, just the people that you see all this BTS, you see them, like, filming their concerts. Like, yeah. these sort of things that you just, now is so normal. There was and no every social media back then. Has, I was going to say, every artist has all these clips on their social medias and yeah. montages. But back then, no one was touring with videographers. Exactly. Okay. And I emailed every single agent, manager, that I that I had in my catalog like, working with the ACMs, and not a single person except for Luke's manager Carrie Edwards emailed me back, and I always thought in my head he'd be cool to work for for someday, and that was like two years before I worked for him, right. where I met him, and I just had this feeling he's a cool dude, I could connect with them, and you know talking about believing in things and putting things into the universe and, and speaking to existence, he's the guy I worked for, yeah, and from there. I wanted to direct, but I was the, be- the behind-the-scenes guy. So I would take my behind-the-scenes shoots, and I'd try to impress everybody. Like, hey, look how awesome this is, how badass it is. You can't deny this is dope. Yeah. Let me direct. And right. they gave me opportunities to direct when I was really young. Yeah. And so, yeah, they've uh, Luke, Brian, and Carrie Edwards um, have given me the world in this career. And I've had other people, Lisa Lee from the ACMs, who passed away last year. She was my Sad. biggest mentor and teacher. She was huge and teaching me everything. Yeah, yeah. But I've just been very blessed. I, I believe there are millions of better videographers, editors, directors than me. I promise you that. But I've gotten lucky and blessed and because I've been persistent and I've believed in it and I've put it in the universe of envisioning myself. I've envisioned myself on an award show since I was a little kid. I used to draw pictures of that yeah. at Bob Evans as a 10-year-old, I promise. I, I think it's like really and, a testament to, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, like I have this like funny phrase where I always say, quit your job at Google and make soap if that's what you want to fucking yeah. do, you know? And so I think what you're saying is so true. I talk about this with relationships too that like love you and Taylor so much and actually Mike is probably going to disagree with this, but like Taylor most likely is not your fucking soulmate. She's not the, the one person in this world that's the best human being for you, but because every day you wake up and decide to make that work and to envision it, it's kind of like you're saying, you're like, there are better videographers out there. There are better directors out there for sure, but I fucking grind. I work. Yeah. I have the drive. I have the persistence and that that shit matters so much more than talent sometimes it just does if you can just really really picture yourself there and envision it and man what all all these words there's all these fancy words now for like god to me it's god i might say put things in the universe but i'm well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like not that. speaking some voodoo shit. No, no, no. I said, listen, we we all love witches around here, but Anna Grace sits in that chair right there, and she's a good, <laughs> she's Glinda the Good Witch. But I, I think it's like, and I do the same thing. I say the universe, God, Jesus, whatever. It's all the same to me. It's whoever's up there. I love you. Thanks for looking out for me. But I, I truly, truly think that you make a really strong point that like if you 
really, really believe in yourself, which mm-hmm. is fucking harder than it sounds. Like that sounds like some Disney shit. Like believe in yourself, but it's it's really fucking hard. It is. And and if you put yourself in a position to like do well, nine times out of ten you're gonna fail. But that one fucking time you keep going because that's the thing. When people say nine times out of ten, most people aren't trying ten times. No, they're trying one or two times, failing. And they're like, well, fuck it, give it up. Yeah. That's where the phrase comes from. Nine times out of ten, you gotta try ten times. Yeah. You can't you can't just do it a couple times and fail. The phrase is nine times out of 10. You got to try 10 times. Yeah. You're only going to get it once. So try fucking yeah, 10 times. You have to because that you weed out 50%, 60%, 80% of the competition because they give up. It's too hard. Yeah. And then you got 20% who keep going. Yeah. And then you, and then it weeds out and it weeds out. And I mean, I'm telling you, there are so many better directors. My peers will tell you, I'm not the greatest, most creative director. I think you're very creative. But I think that's in my head, I've, I'm not, I'm, I've been, you know, I used to go to war shows and be like, man, I want that to be me one day. Like mm-hmm. it puts a fire under your ass. Like I want to walk the red carpet one yeah. day, you know, you, well, you, it makes you like want, and even like last night being nominated, I want it even more now. I, I kind of got lazy that. this year and didn't do much. <laughs> she didn't say that. She said that she said, like, I feel like him being there made him be like, I want to be here fucking every yeah, year. Yeah. I like, need to make that. Like I, you don't do it for an award because I really do love what I do. And I, you can never do this creative crap. You can't be a creative person if you think about money or awards. It's never going to work that way. Yeah. But well, I, I do think the worst thing you tell a kid is have a plan B. Have a backup plan. That's the worst thing you tell somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's a really common thing I feel like people do tell their kids. Don't do that. You're going to tell them that they can give up and then be safe and go do something lame. I think, like, I would always tell – I don't have kids, obviously, yet. But, like, like be logical and, like, you, like, you know what – your backup plan, I know you don't want to call it this, but your backup plan was shooting weddings. That's not a backup plan. That was you being no, logical. I, hell no, I'm so not a backup plan. You don't have to call it a backup plan. You can just say like, That was I my step to get there. I, I want to like raise my kids and be like, follow your dreams, but be fucking logical along yeah, the way. Like, like you, yeah. You know? I mean, there was a point where I'm friends with Jimmy Butler. He is an NBA basketball player. And I've texted him like, hey, I got enough money saved up. I don't have to work, you know, for a year. If, what if I played basketball every day, all day long, ate, train, live, breathe? He's like, you'll never make it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he told me that straight up. You'll if, never make it. So yeah, I'm not going to be in the NBA. That's not going to happen. But God gave me the, the talents. The fact that you actually asked me that, and the fact that I'm I a fucking, dreamer, and if it, Mike, I fucking die because I know you're so serious. Oh, so and serious. Taylor would probably call me and be like, "I can't fucking handle it." Mike literally yeah. thinks that he can take a year off and become an NBA player. He oh. really is fucking serious. I mean, I, I swear to God, I have to have that serious thought in my head. <laughs> but my God hurt. gives me talents that are manageable and and. So, yes, I agree. You have to have these dreams that are within, like, you know, you can't be six feet or seven feet tall and want to be a, you know, ride horses. It's not, you're not, it's never going to happen. You have to be jockeys or little. Oh, jockeys. I was like, you could ride horses. No, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, like a jockey. Yeah. But like, I, like, I never oh my had God. a, my backup plan, my, I was nothing against shooting weddings. It taught me everything. It's harder to shoot a wedding than it is to do a music oh, video. But no, I envisioned myself. I mean, I, I really just pictured what it would be like. And, like I said, I didn't, Tim McGraw was my hero. He was what made me want to do this, believe in it. I had the same tattoo <laughs> like as him. He's rubbing I his also arm. made my brother and dad get the same tattoo, and I didn't tell him it was Tim McGraw until after. <laughs> no, you're so I swear fucked to up. God, I know. But were they mad? They were kind of like, what? <laughs> I had this design. How do you like this design? Oh, it was cool. Okay. I'm but, dead. I don't know. Okay, so, like, I do have a question in regards to your. Um, when you were doing shooting weddings, whatever, I already know the answer to this question, but for the people listening and watching, this is also on YouTube. Oh, I, really? I've accidentally picked my nose like three times. Courtney, crop it out. Put it, put every time I like know you're talking, I know the the frame will be on you. So I just have, like, you know, a little, a little, it's kind of itchy. I don't know why. Um, I was like an alcoholic sitting there going, 
welcome to probably a podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? Actually, I have been drinking a lot less lately, but for I mean, you, anything. I, it's fun. Okay. My question for those listening and watching back home, back home, what does that mean? Okay. Um, wherever you are listening, I want to know in your life, maybe let's think when you were in LA, what was something you did to make money when you didn't have a lot of money? You trying to tell me like to answer something funny or for serious? I'm serious. Like, about my wh- porn covers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did porn covers. Okay, okay. I need you to break this down. Also, like, coolest fucking girlfriend slash fiance slash yeah. then was her wife. Mother-in-law. Like, mother-in-law, Everyone too. Oh, yeah. Fun. Taylor's mom, Sparkles, who we fucking love and adore, she also is just like, haha, this is funny. My mom and dad would think it was hilarious, too. They do, because they also know about it. But I, I need you to, the day I found out about this, I don't know how to explain to you guys. I lost my fucking mind. It's the greatest photo I, I ever have. I was like, surely Taylor it does not know what she's saying or implying. <laughs> Taylor's also just like very, she's like very. Um, she's so cool. My wife is the no, coolest chick ever. She is cool, but she's very, um, not innocent is the right word. But like, I was like, Taylor doesn't watch porn. So I was like, what do you, Taylor, what I don't do you watch mean? porn. I know, but I'm saying like when she was explaining that you were on a porn cover, I was like, you're obviously not right like you're mistaken and she's like shannon he shot a porn cover so please break okay. it down because not porn he never shot porn i don't even like porn and i'm not just saying that james I don't, is, james is very it, anti-porn too very, i'm not even just into it and i think it's bad and for your sex life and all that anyways but if you do it that's your life and do it, it a hell yeah it shoots you your dopamine levels just so you know so yes i was i was i think i was at the ACMs working for the Academy of Country Music at the time. But Country I was still music a just bringing student. everyone together. The I was porn still industry. a college student at the time. And when you live in LA, it's so expensive. And two, three hundred dollars makes a difference when you're trying to pay your Hell car yeah. payment and all that. You know, so I was broke as hell in Nashville and two hundred dollars. So what happened was I used to also have a mobile detail business. So where I would drive a trailer around LA and so weddings get me week, work on the weekends and editing at night and detailing cars. Let me wash cars around. You got to go wash my mat. You spilled bourbon all in the back of my I car when I, I dropped did. you off. I was so ACMs. mad. We were in that long limo line <laughs> and I dropped my damn bourbon. That was also. We so were back. It was backstage. It wasn't on the road. No, no I, I, I was driving them to the ACMs and it was like so pure and sweet. But Mike did fucking spill bourbon in my and car. And I had like 45 minutes in this line. at the, AC, the, the Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Detail my car, bitch. So. What was I talking about? You were saying you had a detailing business and then you did, um, you shot oh, weddings. Yeah, so yeah, you got to hustle. So I, there, there was these two guys, Keith and Dean. They used to, um, they're not together anymore, but they, I've known them since I was 10, 12 years old. Okay. They used to do all my headshots. They were family friends of ours. They right. took care of me in LA. Well, I kind of, when I was doing detailing, I would go to their house on Wednesdays and I would detail their cars keith so keith shot photos high-end vogue stuff and dean did makeup for okay. the photo shoots but they were together and so they were just they were always supporting me if i needed money i would go watch one guy had a hummer it was so that was a big car make lots of money yeah true um i would go to keith and dean's on wednesdays and they were like yo and they, they, i've known these guys for 10 15 years they're like family to me and they go hey we have this weird question but you're the exact height of it of somebody we need we're <laughs> shooting a cover for um Wicked Pictures, which is like the biggest porn production company in Hollywood. So it wasn't like some like the val- right, it wasn't it in like the valley in an apartment. Right, 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 right. You're like on set. I'm it's on a, a real set with Stormy Daniels, who was like. <laughs> okay. So guys, I obviously I don't want to say obviously because maybe women are listening to this who are super into porn, but I feel like it's a dude thing. Like dudes know names of porn stars. I even knew when he said Storm- when Taylor was like she's Stormy on like Daniels. Hollywood. She's on like Hollywood movies, like Knocked Up, Forty Year Old Virgin. She's also. I like was. A- I was like, she's a household name. Yeah, she's. I a, was like, 
Stormy Daniels. Yes. You're fucking kidding me. I know. Me. Okay, so, so I got paid. So they were like, we just need somebody your height. And I, I would never, ever in my life have done it if you could see my face or my identity. I would never have done that. That's crazy. But you could see I, your dick? No. I had clothes on. I know. You can't see nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I showed up. And yes, it was, you know, Keith and Dean had a giant barn. They lived out like in the ranch part of L.A. So right, they right. had some land. Very successful. So they had this giant studio. And I show up and it's just like a normal production that I would see. Hey, when porn, the porn industry, when you're at that level, professional, very professional. But I was scared as shit. I mean, I, I was bet. so nervous and she's sitting there topless. And I have a chain around her neck and I'm <laughs> like very degrading. Guys, we'll insert the picture. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. I, yes. And I found out later, she said I was the most professional person she ever worked with. Because I was, oh, I didn't want to look at so her. I, I mean, I'm like. Did you get hard ever one time? No way. I, it was so weird. And like, <laughs> were you in leather pants? Yeah, I was in leather pants. There was no way to get hard. I got saran wrap pants on. <laughs> but I did the cover. And didn't you do you, more than one? I did too. But the, <laughs> the first one, you barely insert picture here. You see barely like my two inches of my belly. Uh-huh. And then the second photo the was... The second one, I can I was, know you. Well, you know me, but it was trying to emulate the bodyguard with Whitney Houston, where the guy's carrying the girl. She was pregnant at the time. That the, was weird. Stormy Daniels? Yeah, the, that's why I didn't carry her. The porn star was pregnant? And the, when we shot the cover, and her husband or boyfriend was there too. Really? But it's professional. I know. No, I know. I'm just I'm trying to soak it all in. So, yeah, the second one is a silhouetted insert here. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then Courtney usually just Courtney, does I feel it. like she can figure Courtney that out. Courtney edits everything perfectly. It's it, She makes everything so much funnier and more like theatrical. I love it. So yeah, they, I was so great. They asked me to come back for the second time. And no, I'm joking. I wasn't great, but I was professional. And these are guys. And I'm sure you were great. Yeah. So and they, I made 400 bucks. So I made $800 doing these porn covers. That's a lot. I have the funniest, coolest pictures. You know, that they sent me the outtakes, not the outtakes, but the raw clips and it's you know i'm blessed to be married to a cool girl who doesn't bother bothered by i didn't know where that my mother-in-law going, thinks but... it's funny no i'm just saying like no some people, you were like i'm blessed to have been a part of something but no, no but... i just you know it, i was trying i was just honestly trying to make some money to pay the bills it's one of my favorite things about you i never would have done it if you knew it was me i truly believe i think you should stop making excuses or prefacing that because when i tell you it's my it's one of my favorite things about you and the day i found this out my cheeks physically <laughs> hurt from laughing so hard and I still did not believe Taylor even when she had the photo up and she was like bitch look I was like you're fucking lying I mean no one can top none I mean besides your wedding photos and your child's photos nothing can top I have them I have the ultimate you do photos and it's stormy fucking Daniels again I'm not 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 a big supporter of porn like in the sense of just like life I don't think it's like it's good for relationships Hollywood all I'm saying though is that's fucking iconic yeah exactly iconic Crazy. Okay. Thank you. We are uh, going to get a little deep, a little not deep. I'm just going to fire off a couple rapid fire questions. Okay. Dream artist to make a video for. Tim McGraw. Fucking obviously. Okay. Or and, Enrique Iglesias. Oh my God. He's obsessed. <laughs> I with him. love Enrique. He, when I'm at the gym, I want to get fired up. You, but you sometimes Even look. Even slow songs fire You sometimes me look like Enrique Iglesias. I was at the um, Billboard Music Awards and somebody thought like the handlers backstage I've been mistaken for Luke at like award shows. I've had like the guy that was played Batman. We were at like Jimmy Fallon or something. And he's like, hey, Luke, like oh, huge. Oh, I thought you were saying you were being mistaken for the guy that plays Batman. I was like, Mike. No, I've had huge <laughs> start. Like Hugh, what's the guy's name? Hugh? Um, I don't know. Big A-list celebrities think I'm Luke. That's funny. Or in, one time at an award show in New York, the dancers thought I was Enrique. 
Oh. I was like, hell yeah. You should have said yes. Maybe I yeah. am. Yeah. Come here. Okay. And then you saw my moves and how it's stiff you are. <laughs> okay, me too. Honestly, same. Uh, okay, so dream artist Enrique Iglesias or Tim McGraw, two very similar uh, people. And um, do you ever pull out? Of my wife? Yeah. I'm about you- to. <laughs> After the baby comes. Literally, like... I knew when we got pregnant, by the way. I knew you knew. I was like... I was telling her, get off, get off. Okay, the details. The details. details. (laughs) Taylor's going to be so mad when she listens to this. We're going to have to run the spot. I literally was like, we just... Stop, 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 stop. I say this all the time. Sometimes, Mike, your your social awareness is just... It's... it's it's Not low. It's, it's it's low. Um. So all I'm saying is, uh, Mike has is about to have his third child, his third beautiful baby girl. Yep. Baby girl. And um, I'll tell you what, I truly believe. Although I do think you need to give your wife a fucking break on the pregnancies, Gosh. like for the love of fuck. Honestly, for our friendship, can we please have a break we, we, so that yeah. I can go out with my friend? I know. I, it's two <laughs> years. I feel bad. I'm like, go, y'all go, go do go, stuff. Go, go, get hammered. She's like, I'm pregnant. But um, I do truly believe, and Taylor rolls her eyes every time I say this, I do think she's going to have a fourth. Oh, I would be blessed if we can do that. You want a little boy? I think it'd be awesome to have four girls. I love being a girl dad, but I also think it'd be awesome to have a son. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I also think that this is um, something I'm going to manifest. And I like, yes, I want four kids, four to six. I love four, I love the idea of four kids. This is something I'm going to manifest. I truly believe that you guys are not going to have, you're going to have the third girl, and then you're going to not have kids for like mm-hmm. two or three years, and then I'm going to be pregnant, and then yeah. Taylor's going to be All right, pregnant. All right, deal. Deal. Four years. <laughs> we're doing it. Four years. Not, okay, we're right. not doing it. We're having babies <laughs> no, all the time. We're doing it. Okay, that leads me to my next um, question. Everyone wants to know. So I did have a review on one of our podcasts. I try not to read the reviews because a lot, like nine times out of ten, they're nice. But one, every once in a while, they make me feel kind of bad, mm-hmm. um, which is okay because trolls are trolls and you guys are fucking losers, as I've said. No, actually, with reviews on podcasts, um, if you say something that's mean, I know that's just a review and you're allowed to have that opinion. And I got one that was a constructive. I would feel weird saying something negative publicly. It was a constructive criticism ish. She just like worded it kind of she, he, I don't know, worded it kind of not nice. But they basically said like, I've listened to this podcast for a long time. Please stop repeating stories because I forget that. Well, first of all, how can I fucking remember it all? Our brains don't work like that. My brain does not work like that. But I will not give the whole spiel again. I'll try to, you know, remember what episode it was. It was a podcast with Taylor where we tell the funny story about the biggest fight we ever got in, which was a synopsis. I will not repeat the whole story. But the first night that Taylor and Mike met, I guess you could say in the sense of like when they were both single and we were all at this lake house. She had briefly mentioned that she thought he was cute. And I was like, yeah, 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 cute. And then I got to the lake house before we were all staying there for the weekend. And then I was like, sights on Mike. Like, he's so fucking hot. And then I, that night, I was like flirting back then. I was like flirting with him throughout the day, which I didn't really notice. I guess I was just preoccupied with myself that Taylor was being bothered by it. Long story short, it was time to go to bed. And it was like a cabin situation (laughs) with rooms. And Mike's like, my room's open. I paid for the house, by the way. Huh? I'm saying like we, I had a bedroom because I was on paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like, you know, everyone just like kind of sleeps wherever, like pick a room. And Mike's like, I have an empty bed in here. Like I, someone can sleep in here. And I was like, perfect, I will. And um, I go into the bedroom, close the door and get a text from Taylor that says, and I quote, fuck you. And her and I don't really talk to each other like that. Like we're just not the friends that are like, bitch, fuck you. We just like, we just, I don't think you should talk to your friends like that. No shade if you do talk to your friends like that. That's just not personally. I, when I got the text, I was like, oh, fuck. I am repeating the whole story. I remember you got the phone. I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> I am repeating the whole story. Okay, anyways, long story short, I left. Mike and I, nothing. Like, we, like so much, no much, 
no much so much no you're much like so are y'all so lying no, <laughs> no not even so much as like we've never even held hands in, in that when I regard break your finger yeah you did almost break my finger at the beginning of this podcast but i um i was like i gotta get out of here she doesn't talk to me like that what the fuck i walk out she's like you know i'm obsessed with him fast forward husband and father for three children so i would say it was she wasn't being dramatic um she was like i want like that's please and i was like my god i didn't realize it was that serious i thought it was hot sure i left i actually left that night or the next day and then two days later taylor is like we're literally in love like i'm obsessed with him they were dating i want to say two weeks later you guys were engaged six months later Mm -hmm. married now all that to be said you know the fuck you might have been a little warranted and a lot of people all, like bachelor the men tell all the men tell all. a lot of people want to know <clears throat> your version of that story and for anyone that wrote that review i am sorry that i did just actually do exactly what i said i wouldn't do and i repeated the whole story but the first time i told it was like way longer so that yeah. was a nice little cliff notes version what is your start to finish what is your version of that story well the men tell all version of the story is that i had i'm friends with taylor's ex-boyfriend I invited them on my boat in like, I invited him on my boat in 2014. He came out to my boat with his girlfriend who was Taylor and I was with my ex-girlfriend. That's the first time I met. Cause you were, you were dating someone, she was dating we someone. We were both dating other people. She came on my boat. I didn't think anything. I wasn't, you know, I, I just thought she's pretty, but I'd, You're a very I faithful a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then fast forward, like I've seen her, she's been in a couple music videos. I've had to, I have to beg friends to like, and I'm for music videos to be extras. I'm like, please come. I need you to be in this video. I don't have a budget for extras. And then they <laughs> yeah. bring like four friends. Right. So my friend brought her to a video that she was in with actually my brother. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's the second time I've seen her. And I've seen her around. And then when I was single, we were I knew she was going on this lake trip. Yeah. She, you know, we have a friend, Ryan, that right. we're mutual friends with. Right. And he told me, be, be, you know, he kind of said, Taylor's coming. Don't Hands do anything. Off. Because he's. She's the ex-girlfriend of our buddy. Yeah, yeah. I actually called my friend. Okay. And and he didn't answer. And I was gonna say <laughs> I had just broken up. I just broke up with my girlfriend. He didn't answer. So. Yeah, he didn't answer. So that's on you, my guy. Oh, so I just broke up with my girlfriend like a couple months prior, and I was like staying away from girls because I was just trying to just yucky, you know, just not be just be Do myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's on this lake trip. And yeah, you and I were flirting, having fun on the lake. You know, we were like, like riding the jet, jet ski, ski together. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a dude. I'm a dude. I'm gonna like see a hot girl. And we obviously. were literally just like chatting. But I called her ex boyfriend. and was like, hey, and I was in my head. I was gonna say, I'm gonna look out for her. You know, I'm gonna make Good sure no. Good thing you didn't answer. I'm making. I'm making sure no guys try to get with her. Nothing weird happens. You know, I'm just looking out for my dude because I know what it's like. I just had an ex. Good thing you didn't answer. I know. And then when the flirtation started, I had to like me and Taylor had to hide from Ryan. Our friend, because oh, he's yeah. like, dude, you cannot do this. <laughs> he was mad at me. He was like, dude, the one thing. What the fuck? Why did you do that? Right, right. Why are you hanging with her? Why are you kissing her? I'm like, I, I'm, <laughs> in lo- I'm in love with her? this girl. Like, I remember one time we were cuddling, and I was like, locking her. I was like, God, I love. This. I don't know what it is. I love this girl. When you guys first met, the first weekend, I was Y'all like, like, I love you. Like, I we- love her. I loved her. I don't know what it was. That was a question, and I didn't even. I wasn't even going to ask it because no, like, I was. It's kind of. It, I so did, I tried to stay away from her, and I. I know how much hard. you're obsessed with her, and so I. But one of the questions was like, like, how did you know? When did you know Taylor was one? I'm like, day. I know that motherfucker knew. As soon as I like broke my rule of not hanging out with her, so then fast forward that next week, I'm walking down Music Row, and her ex boyfriend comes driving down the street, hanging out of his car with his head out the car. I'm not even lying to you, like a movie, like, <laughs> and he was going like he was just fucking with me. 
just because he saw he knew it was me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he heard about the weekend. <laughs> Wait, okay, so your version of the story has nothing to do with me. It's all Taylor. Well, we were, I mean, which is so, so funny, though, to think about how females view things and how like Taylor and I, that was one of our biggest fights. We didn't talk for the rest of that weekend because I, 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 first of all, like told her, I was like, we don't talk to each other like that. Like, don't ever fucking text me and say, fuck you. Like, I would never say that to you. You don't say that to me. And I didn't talk to her. I left that night and I, I, you know, the next time we saw each other because we are best friends, she was like, and she was, you know, falling for you. She was like. I don't like not talking. I was like, I don't either. But like, we don't like speak to each other like that. She's like, no, I know. But like, I really like him. And I was like, well, how could you know you really like him? She, and then she was like, told me about y'all's whole weekend. And I was like, what? Because Taylor was like, she just did not like guys. She didn't hook up with the guys. She just doesn't. She didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what? And she was just like, oh, yeah, he's like it. And so then I was like, okay, fine. You're allowed to say fuck you. But it's funny that that was such a big deal to us. And you're like, all you remember is just like, yeah, no, I fell in love with Taylor. I love her so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, dee, 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 dee. yeah. Oh, it's funny, but I don't think I ever, like, no offense, I love you, and I do other. think that you're truly the We're most, the same like, personality. <laughs> we so are we the same person. We kill each other. But I think had had we shared a kiss that night, had we made out or anything, I just don't, I don't think you and I ever would have, like, no. thought twice about it or it's cared a, or, or yeah. ever ended up being We might have hooked up, but I have. We might have. When I kissed Taylor for the first time, it was, like, true chemistry. You have to have chemistry you with do. somebody. And it's a real thing. You know, and I, even kissing, that's kissing is intimate to me. I don't really like it's very, it's very intimate. Yeah. I don't really even like kissing people unless it's, I'm like, <laughs> for real, it's like putting your tongue on somebody, it's some ass stranger's ass tongue. That's nasty. It's the dirtiest place of your body. It is, is it? I don't know. Aren't they? <laughs> Pretty sure like your hands have to be. Maybe, you, maybe your cell phone probably is not in your body, but. <laughs> it's not in your I okay. had chemistry, so I, I am I am I like that version of your story. But one question that kind of reverts back to this, but we don't. I'm not trying to make this all about me. <laughs> but what was your first impression of me? Not even talking about the lake, but like people want to know like what you thought about me when you met me as like Taylor's best friend. When you knew that it was like a package deal, her and I. I knew you guys were a package deal from like right after the F fuck you text. <laughs> but I honestly, the part of the reason I love Taylor is because I loved her friends. I loved her family, her siblings. So, Same. and that's, you know, I've had girlfriends who I did not get along with their best friend. That can be a big problem. It, yeah. And I've had, I've had girlfriends who don't even have friends and it's weird. Red flag. Yeah. Sorry, red flag. So I think. Red flag. So for me, like I wanted a girl who was independent, who had their own friends, who would go out, let me go, not let me, but like. Yeah, yeah, I might want to do something. I might not, you know, like we What's have your a, space. Yeah. So we, I'm, I think Taylor and I have a cool relationship because she's like, Hey, can I go out tonight? I'm like, hell yeah. Oh my go God. Out you're tonight. so sweet. I talk about this all the time on the podcast. I really do. But like, I talk about how you genuinely, I like text it. Cause listen, I'm not asking Mike for his permission, but at the end of the day, I'm taking the provider away from his home who like does everything for us, does a lot. And they have two children, one small, like I remember there was a time where they were both, I think the kids were sick and I was like, Mike, I like trying to make it my fault. I was like, I really want Taylor to come to dinner with me. Like I have X, Y, Z. Like, do you mind? He was like, Oh my God, absolutely. Please yeah, go. And you are always like that. You always want her. To have I don't want anyone to tell me I can't do stuff you've like that. You've never, but you've never guilted her. I see a lot of times in relationships, people being like, "Well, I guess," but just so you know, and you guys don't guilt each other. You no. let y'all each other do their own thing, and that to me is like so healthy. And I, I yeah. really like seeing. I'm that. a loner, stoner. I like to be home anyway. So if she wants to go out, that's her thing. That's what she enjoys doing. I like to be home mostly. So yeah, I think it works really well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. What were your thoughts on Very Cavalry? When, cause you and it Taylor had only, only been dating for how long? Not long, but it, I, she tells me, um, the first weekend we're hanging out that she's might be on some TV show. And I'm like, I really didn't believe it. 
And Taylor like, and I have been like filming for a pilot. I think, you know, people talk shit. They just talk smack. They're trying to impress somebody. I don't know. I was like, this is, I'm like, this is not real. Also, you're on the side of production. It's funny now when people tell me, like, I'm going to be on a TV show. I'm like, well, you might be, but when it happens, you got to go it, through all these steps first. So you know all the steps being well, in production. So you're probably like, are you going to be on a TV show? I just <laughs> didn't think it, you know, it was like six months on here and nothing. And I'm like, it takes a long time. I the process think, is long. I really thought it was a fake or like I didn't think it was real and then when it happened I showed my up. friends back home didn't think it was real because I told them two years before when we filmed the pilot I was like guys I'm gonna be on E and they're like no you're not bitch well when I showed up to the very first filming because you know I got to show up with you guys you yeah, guys yeah. had other people who weren't cast members right come. I might have smoked a little joint prior no not you that's so out of character Mike, I literally had to grab his weed and take it out of my house. I was like, I have another guest after you. It smells like fucking pot in here. Sorry. No, I love it. It's but great. anyways, I got, so that puts you in another level. And then I see like, I'm like, that there's like eight cameras, there's like eight cameras, lights, produce, like 50 people. That's the biggest production I've ever been on. Like music videos aren't even that big of productions. Listen, this is huge. We were on E baby. And then I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, it I know cool. how I'm, I edit shit. I take sound bites and I move them to make it work for what I need to tell a story. Right. So then I got freaked out about that. I called. I call a friend and Which I was like. Which is a thing in reality TV. You definitely can. And then, I mean, it, but overall. It didn't happen that much in our overall, show. Overall, I'm so happy that you guys did it. It was such a fun experience. I learned a lot in my career of, you know, pre-producing some stuff. You know, you can't just follow people around with a camera and expect yeah. it to happen. Yeah. I learned a lot. And, uh, you know, like someone asked Taylor if we, I was like, I would totally do that again. I want my own HGTV show. HGTV show. You mean you want to film in HD? No, yeah. you want to. Yeah, is that what you said? <laughs> you no, you said you want to be on HGTV. Got yeah, it. I want my own show building huts, Kwanzaa huts. I, I okay. Want, one day I will have my own show like that. We know this man can fucking it's manifest. Not time it. for me to focus on it, but if, one day it will be. If you dream it, you can believe it. Yeah. Be the nine times out of ten. Start ten flashbacks when YouTube's like not here and we have some other platform insert this clip okay boom uh when youtube isn't here anymore <laughs> oh yeah you could pull this clip yeah probably a podcast will be so revolutionary at that point it'll be in the archives um so speaking of kwanzaa hut yes tell us how that dream came to be because i'm going to talk about something what you just said about not thinking very cavalry was a real th or the tv mm -hmm. show was even going to happen be a real thing it's because it took so long Mm, that's kind of how I felt about the Kwanzaa hut. I'm not yep. going to lie. And now the holiday hut is available for booking. I will put the link in the bio for YouTube. If you guys want to stay here, it's incredible. Head to the holiday hut. They have their own Instagram page, correct? Yeah. it's and, got, yeah. and you can see it sleeps. How many people kind of well, give a, give a brief synopsis. We have our own private area that we don't rent out to people, but it sleeps 20 people for guests who want to come share the space. So it's six bedrooms with California King bed, beds and six, six California Kings bedrooms yeah master king and then they've got uh that's so nice because you know when you rent a yeah, fucking you place need a long bed I'm, no no i don't even care about the california king part i think those are actually kind of a scam but um because no, they're like, not they're four inches longer I, I, guess, I need that four inches for my toes aren't we all um so i i i feel like when you're renting houses when you're going on a big trip like that i'm like looking at producer courtney because i'm looking at anyone who's gone on a trip with friends right like you you all pay the same amount and then it's that fucking awkward thing where it's like who yeah. gets the master and you know what happens sometimes you're like you usually give it to the couple that like found the house right. even though you are all paying the same amount yeah. you're usually like well they found it or well it's their trip or whatever and it's so awkward because you're like i want the fucking master so that's really nice you have six masters yeah and then we got well we have seven but we keep ours to ourselves, and then we that's have nice. um a bunker Taylor, Taylor's fucking weird like that she 
would. <laughs> well, yeah, she doesn't like people sleeping. You know. I, yeah, yeah. She got a. We have eight bunks, eight bunk, a bunk room with eight. But the original idea started off because this is just our lake house that we're. It's not like I'm not trying to build anything weird. It's just our lake house that we're gonna offer up for rent. But it was my dream to have a place to have all my friends and family come be at because you know you try Mike to travel. Mike loves camaraderie. He loves the more the merrier for me. He loves my favorite thing about you is your family. Just you, just really truly to your core, which is why I also feel so welcomed in your home at all times. Like probably too too welcome, honestly. But like. No, you're good. I literally love how I know your dream would be to just have a place where everyone can yeah. stay in the same home. Yeah. So I was going to build a tiny house. That was my dream. That was what my vision was. And then I'm looking for you mean lots, like actually a like, literal tiny house. Like when they have like TV shows about tiny houses. Yes. Like a, on a trailer. Fucking kill me. And then I was on Pinterest and I saw this Kwanzaa hut. And I was like, holy crap. And then I holy saw <laughs> how inexpensive the structure was. I got my building 60. So basically the structure was cheap. So in my head, I thought it was going to be cheap to build. It was not. <laughs> it was 60 feet wide by 100 feet long. That's 6,000 square feet of first level. I got it for 30 grand. I think I had $31,000 at the time. <laughs> so I bought it. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to cost me 200 grand to build this. I was way wrong. I we don't have to talk shop here, but let me tell you guys, he was so fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, but basically, I just had this vision of creating because I had I called it cheap space, a big a big house structure that I can create enough space in for a cheaper way than building a house. Yeah. So that's why I built the Kwanzaa hut and I built it to have it accommodating. You know, a, a lot, lot of times of you go to a house, like you said, and you're uncomfortable. You're, yeah. you're people are on top of each other. You got, you know, a lot it's of Airbnbs. Why families end up having fights. Cause you're just all on fucking yeah. top of each other. All the time. Airbnbs, they sleeps 20, but then you got three Queens in a room. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be sleeping in the bed. That's it's even, that's intimate weird. too. I don't like being around. No, that's fucking sleep. weird. Yeah, I agree. So I made it to where people are comfortable and I have two kitchens. You know, there's, I want people to not have to leave the house to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a movie theater, a big badass bar. Oh, We've got so a, sick. It's like a basketball bar. court. It's, it's just so cool. fun. It's a great location. Right by the lake. Okay, you guys check it out. It's fucking it took awesome. Took six years. It took a long time. It, Mike has been doing this since I've known you, and so yeah, people don't believe it. It was your TV show. <laughs> I've annoyed everybody about it. <laughs> I love it, and I, it's honestly the most iconic house ever. So I am thankful that after all this time, it worked out beautifully. And um, to get a little talking about family and to mm -hmm. get deep for a second, I actually had a lot of people ask me, there were several questions just asking in regards to, so your brother passed away yep. two years, two years ago, uh, uh, June, 2020. So two and a half years ago. almost. Okay. And is there anything that you could talk about? I personally have not ever experienced a loss that great. I can't imagine, but something that you could say, and I know it's not a catch all. I know everyone's grief is completely and totally personal and different, but there were people that asked, like, is there anything that you personally could, could say to aid in like the grief process or what helped no. you personally? There, well, time. Yeah. There is literally nothing you can tell somebody. I mean, literally nothing. It sucks really bad to lose somebody you're close to. But for me, I talked to people that lost a brother. That was how I, you know, because you lose somebody, a different relationship is a different loss. My mom lost a child. Oh my God. His wife lost her husband. Right. Her kid, his kids lost a dad. Right. That's, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But yeah. I know what it's like to lose my little brother. So I tried to, for me personally, what I, what I, and I, I even last night at the CMAs, I was in a room with two girls and Luke. We all lost a brother. We're all in the same club. We know exactly what that feels like. Right. And I find comfort in that. So that's time is the only thing that heals. It really sucks. I hate it. Oh God, sorry. That's like but me. I know life. I know you it's really well. It is life. Life, life and happens. If you're blessed to live long enough, the tragedy is gonna happen. Yeah.
sorry that it makes me so sad because I love you so much. I know I love you too. You were there for me when it happened, and I'm very you know you gotta have people around you too because it's tough. Yeah. Did that ever? Sorry, I mean like let me contain myself for a second. I'm emotional. Um, did that play into because? I know you filmed, which we totally bypassed this, an amazing accomplishment. You filmed a documentary, speaking of yeah. being on tour with Luke Bryan for so long, being one of the first people to do tour videography mm -hmm. and, and having all that footage for 10 years, yeah. you created an incredible documentary. Thank you. I mean, beautiful, outstanding, wonderful. It's available on Amazon, correct? Yep, Amazon. And, um, it's a series. A series, yes, sorry, document docu-series. Yep. And, um, a lot of that was because Luke Bryan has experienced just immense tragedy mm -hmm. in his life. Did you like after losing your brother, were you like the whole time I was filming this? Like I never knew like this is, did it feel I, just so different? I had a, you know, I knew I had a, I felt in my heart that Luke was in my life more than to just let me live my dream directing country videos. Mm -hmm. I knew that before my brother passed away and this project, this project that I did for Luke took me 10 years. My heart and soul was in it. it, it for me, it was my gift to him and his family. And a lot of it is about the loss and his inspirational story to help other people. And, uh, when, when my brother died, I mean, I called him at three in the morning. Um, you know, first, first person I wanted to talk to. Of course. And you know, I've, I've, uh, I've really looked up to Luke. He's a really incredible person and his outlook on life and what he has done to help people is amazing. But it was weird because, I don't know, like people, God puts people in your life for a certain reason. And I know that's why God put Luke in my life. And it's wild to think that, you know, you're living your dreams, your passions, you're, you're a director, you're doing mm -hmm. all these amazing things that you're accomplishing. But it, it is crazy to think that like, you think one thing in your head, like, oh my gosh, like Luke Bryan is giving me all these opportunities yeah. for my life, my career. But really in, in the craziest way, Luke Bryan was probably in your life to like help you during this exactly. immense loss in your life. So that is exactly. And um, everything happens for a reason. I mean, it's just not like people are in your life for a reason. Totally. And it's, it's, that's crazy. Unexplainable. The world works in weird ways. It really does. And also the cool thing about it for me, um, with my documentary, mm -hmm. it was a lifelong dream. And I had this anxiety about my grandparents not seeing it before something happened. Maybe right, right. they're old. So the Christmas before my brother passed away, the last thing I ever got to do with him I showed my family. I had a 10 episode version, very long. My, uncle, long. my uncle was so bored. He left. He literally, I was <laughs> Damn, like, that's uncle. so mean. Yeah. Who's uncle Mark? Yeah. <laughs> How'd I know? I couldn't believe he was like that honest. I'm like, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, it is this low long. I almost just said, damn uncle Mark. And then I was like, I don't know if it was uncle Mark. It uncle was. Mark. <laughs> so, but my brother and my sister were the only ones that survived the 10 episodes. So me and my brother and sister stayed up till like three in the morning. And oh. that was the last real thing I did with my brother. Oh God, that's so full circle too. Yeah. Just the way that like Luke came into your life and then your brother was able to see that because it was such a passion project for you too. Yeah, totally. That I'm makes very, me really I'm happy. I'm very blessed that my brother saw that because it would have broken my heart for him to not have shared that with him. Yeah. And you work so hard on it too. And I'm so proud of you. I love you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to stop crying even though I love you very much. And that is a very emotional thing for me too. We'll try to, um, we'll try to bring it up a little bit lighter and, uh, people do want to know because they look up to you and Taylor's relationship as do I, what is your, <laughs> I actually can't wait to hear this, <laughs> Mike. I just never, I fucking never know what Mike is going to say. So what is your advice for a single, for a single woman who's looking to settle down? Find a guy to settle down with. Bitch. <laughs> That's some shit you would have told me. I don't what, know. What I is mean, your, if, she, if a girl is like, like whenever I was like, whenever you saw me in these streets grinding, just trying to find the right guy, what would you have said to me? I think you just don't try to find the right guy. That's yeah. my advice. I mean, 
I was not, I was really trying to focus on my career at that point. I had just gotten out of a relationship, but it's not up to me. It's up to somebody else. That's God. And he put might, her in my life. Might you say? So second. I think when you you try, I, my advice, I have a lot of friends that want girlfriends. I'm like, dude, chill out. Do you know what I think? I think this gets construed all the time because people are like, when you're not looking and when you're not trying, but like at the end of the day, like you do have to go on dates. Like if you're a young single yeah. female listening to this, like you do have to put yourself to out there. Like don't like. 100%. But I think it's when you, what you might be like almost kind of implying to, which I think is there's so much truth to this, is the second you start working on yourself, like you said, I wasn't yeah. trying to find a girl, but I was trying to work on myself. Totally. I had my story with James was like, I literally was like over men. I was like, I had sped up and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop looking realistically. I was still going on dates, whatever. But like, I was like, I'm going to fucking focus on myself and talking about universe, talking about God, when you start putting all of your effort, all of your time, all of your energy into yourself and bettering yourself. And by bettering yourself, that means putting your energy into your friendships, into mm -hmm. your relationships. It doesn't mean scrapping everyone's feelings and lives around you. It doesn't mean, you know, doing everything for just you and being selfish. It means being selfish in some regards, but it means to really focus on your life, mm -hmm. your relationships, your friendships, your relationships with your family members that you might not talk to as much as you think you need to, your career that you're not giving your all. Like the second you start doing that, it is fucking crazy. Do -do all of a sudden a guy comes along that you're like, oops, that's well, the love of my life because you're putting out that good energy. Like people yeah. are seeing that. They're like, that girl's sexy. That girl's working. And then herself. it helps you have a healthy relationship. Because yeah. Like, you don't want to be in a relationship where you're the only person in that person's life. Like you're yeah. supposed to, when you're married, you're supposed to put your spouse before you. But in reality, you have to have your own life and your own things you want to do. And if you don't have that established of like, I got my own thing going on and I'm confident in myself then when you're together with somebody else, that's never going to work out. You have yeah. to be able to be like, yeah, if your girlfriend wants, your wife wants to go out with the girls for the night, you need to genuinely be cool and happy and excited for them to go do not that. Not letting her, like that's such a phrase. Like even yeah. I said it earlier, I was like, thanks for always letting us hang. And I'm like, right. not letting us be like, like you can't. Yeah. And I, you know, when I was young, when I was my first girlfriend, like it was very unhealthy from my end because I thought young like, relationships are. Yeah. Like I was like controlling and I was like very insecure and I didn't have my own deal going and it was very unhealthy. And I realized later growing up, I don't want that to be, I don't want someone treating me like that. Right. That was part of what helped me have an epiphany. I think growing up made me change. Yeah. Gosh, for sure. But well, Mike, yeah, this has been fucking revolutionary. I love you thank very you. much. We've thank laughed. You, we've you. cried. You almost did break my finger. I originally said to cut that out, but like maybe we'll God. keep it. We probably should because I was like me. being Clumsy. really dramatic. This fucking aura ring that like tells you everything about your life. Like, I don't know, like your sleep, your health, your breathing. I think you can track your period. Taylor should get one of these. Um, and uh, yeah, it it he, he shook my hand and it literally I don't know if you guys have ever had someone do that, but like the ring crushed my soul. But other than that, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Sorry about and that. I love you so much. I love you, too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, you guys. Bye.